This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. In a bit of a shocker for the richest pro sports league in the United States, TV ratings for the National Football League are down about 12% from a year earlier. And there could be a variety of reasons for this. The games themselves aren't as good. Impact from the presidential race, the displays during the national anthems against violence. Whatever the reasons, the interest in the game is apparently down a little bit this year. We're joined uh, by Scott Rosner, Faculty Associate Director of the Wharton Sports Business Initiative. You also hear him as the co-host of the Wharton Sports Business Show right here on Sirius XM 111. He joins us in the studio and also joining us on the phone, Paul Hagen from Duke University. Paul, great to have you back on the show. Uh, great to be back with you. Thank you, Scott, as always. Great to see you. As you as well, Dan. Okay, so I threw out a bunch of ideas here. There's probably a few others as well. Where do you target the reason why the National Football League is seeing ratings down about 12%, Scott? So it could be a few things, right? And, and I think you touched on on the ones that have become kind of the common themes. Yeah. So presidential election drawing attention away. And if we look at the numbers for the news focus shows, the political shows, they're up by roughly the same amount that the NFL viewership is down. Yeah. So an easy thing to say is, well, they're just siphoning viewers away. I think that's probably a little bit too simplistic. We'll know more about that after the election, of course, yeah. um, assuming there's not some sort of revolution that then follows after <laughs> the, the, the election. Um, which, is, which is maybe a possibility it, with, it, with it these is. candidates this year. It, it is. Uh, so we think about that. You know, it could just be a mean regression that's going on here. So if we think about it, the NFL ratings were up. 26% from 2008 to 20 th- through 2015 yeah. across all but different broadcast platforms. This is in an era where even is great in terms of viewership. Yeah. The the viewership decline during that time frame on other primetime was about 50% yeah. from where it was to where it is now. So up 26, maybe this is just a, a little bit of a correction that we're seeing so far with ratings down about 12% so far year-to-year comparison, 2015 versus 2016. Paul? Uh, I think I agree with everything uh, Scott said. Um, There is one other just caution. Um, The English uh, Premier League is also down, actually down about twice as much Hmm. uh, in in the same time. So it is possible that we're, again, worldwide seeing um, a a shift in viewership patterns. Anything that's long-form viewership uh, could be happening. It would be a little hard to explain why it would happen so sharply. But as I said, the the English uh, numbers uh, over the same year-to-year are even more dramatic and they're not having um, uh, protests at games, and they're not having an election, although they may be spending a lot of time paying attention to ours. Absolutely. I, Paul, I completely agree with you. And piggybacking on the EPL, if we look at the NHL numbers in Canada. So if we look at, think about the most popular sports in the three countries that we're mentioning. So we talk about the NFL yeah. in the United States, the EPL in, in England, and the National Hockey League in Canada. And the NHL decrease in ratings for Hockey Night in Canada and the other national windows. Certainly the playoffs last year, there were no Canadian teams in the playoffs for the first time in over 40 years. Their ratings are down 
and over-indexing the decrease from that the NFL is seeing in the United mm-hmm. States as well. We, and, and that's that's the confound, right? We don't know why that is occurring. It, it seems weird that the spigot would just be, you know, kind of cut off to that degree. But the, the consumption of, uh, of data and content, Paul, I think is an I- interesting piece to this because of the fact that, I, you know, obviously so many of us live on our smartphones. And I know I do this, you know, from time to time when I'm out doing something is that if I can't watch a particular game, I will go to ESPN or Fox or, you know, some app on my phone and I will watch a few of the highlights just to get a sense of the game. Is part of this just, at least in the United States, the fact that it's a theme that we know is out there is the fact that we are just busier in general and we don't have the time for it as much as we did. I don't have the time and don't have the attention span. But uh, again, I think uh, all of that is possible. Um, when when we have so few data points, um, it, it's a little hard to know what's going on. So then I guess the question is, is that, you, Scott, you, you said this is a correction. Is this a correction that potentially they don't get back? It could be. We don't know yet. Yeah. I, I, I fully agree with, with Paul. You know, if you look at some of the things that we've seen and what's driven ratings for the NFL in the past, really compared to other sports leagues, the storylines, first and foremost, have been fantastic. Yeah. Right. In this w- window of 2008 to 2015, the recession early on played a role with people relying sure. more on their yeah. television sh- set. Fantasy, which plays the same role as gambling, and that increases uh, stickiness of viewers. We watch more and we watch for longer. If you've got a f- if you've got money riding on the game, sure. or if or if your fantasy team is is heavily engaged in it, we we know that sports are DVR proof, and so you know that that's a huge advantage of the sports industry. It has to be consumed live, which means it means more to the advertisers, especially given who is watching it. Right? Who yeah. is um, you know it's the that eighteen to forty nine year old in this case male demographic that you don't reach in any other numbers. So it, it's not as if the the sky is falling for the NFL. It, it, they've just had a, a bad half of the season. The, the teams have – there's really been – other than the emergence of the post-Brady Patriots, uh, there hasn't been a dynamic team that you would want to that you would want to focus attention on. Well, the Cowboys, though, would be the one, I, especially since they're, they're a, a, you know, a, a younger team with a f- rookie quarterback and a rookie running back that are doing so very well. Yeah, and the Cowboys are the team that, that could be the confound because they are the most popular team in the NFL, for better or worse, here in Philadelphia. But they are the rising <laughs> More tide. More worse. Yeah, exactly. They are the rising tide. <laughs> that lifts the NFL ratings historically. Um, And the Sunday night game, going into it, i got to be honest with you, I actually thought that this was going to be the game that was going to take the NFL out of the doldrums. And after the game, I even thought more so. Because it was a close competitive game between the most popular team in the league and the team in the fourth-ranked DMA in the country. And, you know, goes to overtime. um, And that's it. The confound here was it was a go up against the uh, up against the World, World Series, Series. Yeah. and the World Series, which doesn't happen very often, actually beat it in the ratings. Paul, I, one of the questions that's been brought up about about TV and and viewership over the years, especially with the World Series itself, and and maybe now you have this discussion with the National Football League with some of these primetime games, is the the time that they start each night, and the fact that the World Series games traditionally start at, you know, 8, 8, 15, 8, 20, something like that. The Sunday night football games start at 8, 20. You know, you're towards the end of the day, especially on a Sunday night. You've had a long week, a weekend. 
you know, a lot of people maybe just say, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it later on or I'll DVR it or, you know, I'll watch highlights of it. I, do the leagues need to consider maybe at least on the weekends moving these games a little bit ahead, moving it to a seven o'clock start time? Uh, well, I, I assume they probably are thinking about it. And, uh, you know, it's a balancing of East and West Coast. Um, so uh, I, I actually don't know on this point, but I would assume they are looking at that. Um, I think in the NFL, uh, they need to uh, perhaps reevaluate the um, – the obsession with checking on officiating, I think that uh, breaks concentration. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I also think that they're, um, uh, it, it's likely that they are looking at that. Scott? Yeah, I, I think that they have looked at it. They will continue to look at it. I don't think it's going to change. I think an issue that is potentially there that's causing the decrease is – just the proliferation of games on television. So yeah. between Monday night, Thursday night, and what was this past weekend when they have those those London games, four windows. Yeah. So you could sit down starting at 9.30 in the morning and watch until after midnight when the Eagles game ended. That's a lot of football. Yeah. And so maybe they, they have hit the saturation point as well. I think you mentioned the idea that it's now a lot more, a lot more widely available on social. Yeah. So the Twitter deal is great. I think you need to be playing around and doing some experiments in, on the various sites to give fans the content that they want. But the fact that if you're away from the TV now, it doesn't matter. You can still watch the game. You can still catch highlights, as you mentioned, uh, is is a potential issue as well. And the other one is red zone. Yeah. Right. So yeah. when you're not, so you can, to be able to watch, uh, you know, red zone and and my you know my kids would strongly prefer to watch an entire afternoon of red zone than they would to actually sit and watch an NFL game. Takes out all the plays where they don't score. They, they do and. I don't know. Something about that tells me it's still additive, that right. you're not seeing a substitution effect one for the other. I, I think it's complementary one to the other rather than a substitution. 844 Wharton is the number to give us a call. Your comments are welcome. What do you think? What is wrong with the National Football League that the ratings are down this year? Your comments again at 844-942-7866. Or if you cannot get to your phone, you can send us a comment via Twitter, which is at BizRadio, B-I-Z Radio 111, or my Twitter account, which is at Dan Loney, L-O-N-E-Y 21. Uh, the, the Twitter argument, Paul, is an interesting one because of the fact that uh, – at least I think the first week or two, it was such a new idea. Um, I think a, a people did gravitate to, towards it just to see what it was all about. But I don't know if it's a long-term solution for people, considering the fact that you can watch the games, especially... Hey, look, I am a Verizon customer, so the fact that I my, my uh, wireless service is through Verizon, I can watch the games on my phone to begin with. So... You know, I, I don't know if the Twitter thing is going to end up being that attractive in the end. Uh, I, I think um, that's that's certainly right. Um, but what we're seeing, um, and uh, at this point, I actually want to uh, uh, really strongly emphasize something that that Scott uh, said earlier. Um, while there is a decline, the decline particularly for the critical demographic groups, 
on all other platform uh, or, or all other content is even more striking. So uh, what what I think we may be seeing is a lot of experimentation trying to hold that younger demographic mm-hmm. uh, into the uh, viewership market. You know, I think the other piece in all of this, Stan, and, and Paul mentioned this as well, and I agree with it, is the length of the game, right? Yeah. And so, you know, this focus on officiating, so on and so forth that Paul alluded to. So this year, accepted penalties, okay, accepted penalties are up about 18% compared to where they were in 2009. And total call penalties are up almost 20% compared to 2009. Right. The games, I mean, there's a lot of laundry on the field. A and B that makes the games take a lot longer yeah. to complete, and these game lengths are are insane. Well, and, and the fact that they have they have expanded the window now. It used to be that the the second games always started at four o'clock. Maybe you had one game at four fifteen. Now all of them are basically four fifteen or four twenty five. So they've opened that window up, and then you take for for fans that weren't watching it over the weekend. You take the example of the game between the Oakland Raiders and the Tampa. Bay Buccaneers, where the Oakland Raiders had 23 penalties, which set a National Football League record, and the game went to overtime. And it was really exciting. And it was really exciting as well. So, you know, it's interesting, that late afternoon window is really valuable. So CBS and Fox pay a tremendous amount of money, of course, to the NFL for the right to broadcast their games. And, yeah. and oftentimes, that late afternoon 425 window outrates Sunday Night Football on NBC. Huh. Even though the, the you know, it's it's not a primetime audience that you're, that you're thinking about. Right. So so, you know, that is one that it's it's really valuable. And so the thought was going into this weekend that, again, all you would need is some great games in and that you would get your mojo back because the games haven't been that close. To, and that's a big deal. There's been a huge switch off factor where fans are turning off their television because the games just haven't been that competitive. And they, yeah. there's been a lack of star power. Um, and that that goes to the idea that this is more um, of a blip than it is anything like a long term trend. Well, I, Paul, I find an interesting thing. You know, a lot of people that are, are longtime football fans will remember the Heidi game, uh, which was the infamous game back in the I, I guess it was around seventy two, nineteen seventy two, something around then, where the New York Jets played the Oakland Raiders, and the league turned the game off. Uh, because it was running too long, or I can't remember what exactly the reason was. Well, the Oakland game against Tampa Bay this this weekend had the same thing. I mean, I was watching it here in Philadelphia because the Eagles weren't playing, and they turned the game off because at 425, they are contractually obligated to not broadcast the game, which I, I think that you lose fans on this. Well, that's uh, that's certainly the case. Uh, you're going to do that. Um uh, you mentioned that particular uh, that game. One of the things that may be worth uh, keeping in mind, uh, through the 1970s, um, most of the NBA playoffs were on tape delay. So, yeah. uh, you know, w- we are talking about, uh, again, a point that, that Scott raised earlier, we are talking about declines from very high levels of interest um uh what what i think is is the worry or concern is whether sports just in general has gotten to a a saturation point um a point where it really can't operate uh in the way that it 
has done for at least the last two decades of bringing together an entire um, demographic, the entire country around a, a series of events. How much do you think the 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 whole Colin Kaepernick thing actually, I mean, did it play anything into this at all? I don't think so. I, you know, I, I know that there have been some surveys that have come out in the last few days that have talked about the, the Kaepernick impact. I have a problem with the methodology of those surveys. Okay. If you're providing fans with prompts of why aren't you watching, and that's one of the things, they're going to gravitate to what's in the news cycle. I, I don't think that really has a whole lot to do with it. It's before the game. It's it's not really impacting gameplay at all. I don't think it's really turning fans off to the NFL. They might disagree with it, but I don't think it's turning fans okay. off in mass to to the NFL to the number that to the extent that we've seen. I, I just I think that's overblown. Okay. All right. Uh, what about Paul? Uh, about the fact that, and again, this was just two games, but it was two primetime games. Is the fact that the presidential debates uh, went up against two National Football League primetime games, and, and obviously because of the fact that they were the first and second debates, they did pretty well. Uh, yeah. It, it you know it's interesting when that was originally scheduled, there was a great deal of worry that nobody would watch the presidential debates. Um, so uh, it's, uh, it's an interesting set of matters. I do think this presidential election uh, has produced some, uh, a lot of firsts and a lot of um, unsettled uh, uh, attitudes in the country generally. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think there's any question that that could have had an impact. Scott? Yeah, I I agree with that. I I think that people are distracted right now. The election is, you know, let's step back from it, although I'm a professor and teach sports business here, and that's my focus. Let's step back and think about what's more important to the country, and obviously the presidential election (laughs) is, uh, with, with not even a conversation to be had. And I think that there is this idea that at the margins, the avid fans are still watching the NFL, Mm -hmm. but it's really the casual fans, like on a five-point scale, the twos and threes, right, that are focused more on storylines than they might otherwise be. And I think that those twos and threes are watching more presidential uh, election kind of coverage than they are NFL coverage. Well, and just the fact that, they, I mean, it, this has been so crazy, this presidential cycle, the fact that it, it's it's it really has become a several-month-long soap opera right now. Well, it is, and sports are reality TV, right? Sports yeah. are the original reality yeah. TV. And reality is a, is a great genre, but... The presidential election, it doesn't get more real in terms of reality TV with an actual bona fide reality TV star yeah. in Donald Trump yeah. um, and certainly knows how to play to the media and, and, and draw attention to himself playing the, the big role here. Uh, P- Paul, there's also the suggestion about about uh, cord cutters in general, and that's obviously something that, that the industry, the TV industry, is concerned about right now. Uh, I wonder if there's a little bit of that, and, and maybe not as much as some of the other pieces we've talked about, but, but, you know, part of this could be the fact that there are more people that are just, you know, they are confident in just having something like Netflix for their TV uh, viewing, and that's really all they, they need to have. Uh, I think that that's right, and I think, again, it's um, overwhelmingly younger people. Uh, 
in um, among my students, a very high percentage now do not uh, subscribe to cable, do not watch television. Um, it's just they're on other kinds of screens. So that I think um, sports is going to have to look at different modes of delivery, different uh, pricing structures, or they're going to lose an audience. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, certainly there's a lot of different experimentation going on. You're trying a lot of different things. In the end, what the NFL and sports in general have is great content. And so – People are still going to want to watch that content. They're going to watch in different ways, though, as new technologies come into play. The ability for any one sports event to amass a large audience should decrease because there's a lot more viewing options. We're not just limited to uh, a 57-channel universe or a three-channel universe in the Heidi game that you referenced back in in the late 60s. You know, it's not – it's a different world. And so people still want to follow the content. Yeah. The trick now in the long term is figuring out the monetization strategy for it. Is there a part to this also, and it's something actually I just uh, I thought about here a second ago, is that for the most part, the National Football League, uh, you know, is, is majority of their games are on Sunday. By that point in the weekend, you've also had people's attention, many of them, not all of them, focused on college football on Saturday and the proliferation of college football on TV makes me wonder if that saturation point you know affects affects the national football league to a degree you know i don't really think so i think okay. it, I, I think it could um, but i don't think it really is having that much of an impact okay. we would have seen it already right that saturday night window on abc that was this thing they started a couple of years ago yeah. uh, that has been remarkably successful for them compared to the NFL games is still drawing a relatively small audience. Yeah. You know, if you think about the, uh, the, the games this weekend uh, that were on in, in that late window, it just, you know, it didn't have, it didn't have that, that impact. I think the world series is probably impacting it a little bit. People yeah. are focused on that a little bit more than they usually are because of the teams that are in the world series this year. The ratings keep building for that. If they go to a game seven, which of course Fox is hoping for, yeah. uh, that number will be a, an incredibly high number, uh, highest we'll, and, we'll and, see in a long time. And obviously the storyline plays a big part in, in the World Series when you have two teams that have not played, you know, have not won a World Series in 70 some and 100 and some years. That's that's going to, you know, increase the the ratings probably a little bit as well. Yeah, and not only did the NFL lose in the ratings battle uh to Major League Baseball on Friday and on Sunday night for for Game Five, you know. And by the way, I mean it's, it's fifteen point three to eleven point six. That's a really substantial difference yeah. in ratings. But they also lost out for the game to the, on the Friday night game. So, like, if you just compare the Friday night viewership, which is a very low night of viewership, with yeah. Game Three was a twelve point four versus the eleven point six for for. So it's drawing a lot of viewers and a lot of attention. Eight four four nine four two seven eight six six is the number to give us a call if you'd like to join in. Uh, Paul Hagen from Duke University joining us on the phone. Scott Rosner from the Wharton School joining us here in the studio. We're talking about the National Football League ratings drop. I guess the other part to this is now uh, the, the advertisers have to be very watchful of, of what is going on. Maybe not pushing the panic button at this point, wanting to see what happens post election, post uh, World Series, but still. You know, we've seen from time to time advertisers flare up when ratings or, you know, events don't come out the way that they should. I would think a lot of these companies, even though they have long established partnerships with the National Football League, have to be watching this right now. 
Well, I, I think as a buyer, you're probably looking at this number. Uh, certainly, the deals are long term for the NFL, so we've got plenty of time to figure out what exactly is happening with this 2016 season, which again is not even not only not even at its halfway point yet. I, I think you are keeping your eye on it, though, uh, because you might be paying for something and yeah. you are paying for something that you might not necessarily be getting to this point. Again, I would urge the buyers out there to just exercise some patience. This is still the best property in terms of reaching a mass audience, especially the 18 to 49-year-old demo yeah. that you can get. I, I think you'd be foolhardy to change to change course right now. Paul? Uh, well, there's I... I, I uh, I think basically the question, and again, Scott has framed it correctly, what, what are your other choices? Um, uh, what other kind of platform would you turn to? Uh, the media rights deals keep going up, uh, and they're going up for NASCAR. They're going up for uh, a variety of college sports, all of which are also seeing ratings decline. So um, – I think there is some betting going on that there really aren't other effective, good options for the uh, the advertisers. Great to have you both uh, joining us here today. Thank you, Scott, for coming in. Greatly appreciate it. Pleasure, Dan, as Th- always. Thank you, Paul. Great to have you as well. Uh, great to be with you. Thank you very much. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.